Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Heidi St. John. I appreciate you joining me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, April 19th. This is episode number 755. This is Meet My Friend Friday. You guys know that I love to have people on the show who are walking with the Lord and encouraging other people to do the same. And today is no exception. My friend Ruth Schwank from The Better Mom is on the show with me today. And we're going to be talking a little bit about motherhood and God's heart for families. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, everybody. So thank you so much for joining me here today. I have appreciated meeting so many of you out on the road this season. I will be in Canada next weekend for the RVHEA convention in Ottawa. Come on out and say hello. After that, I will be at Teach Them Diligently in Mobile. And uh, we are just really looking forward to what God is going to do as he really draws mothers, especially, I think, back to his heart and back to his heart for families. One of the reasons I love the guest on my show today is because she exemplifies what that looks like in her own family. And she writes to encourage moms to shape the hearts of their children uh, by shaping their own hearts. As, As I'm always saying here, we can't pass on what we don't possess. So Ruth Schwank is joining me today. She is the founder of thebettermom.com. And along with her husband, Patrick, they have founded rootlikefaithandforthefamily.org. She's a trusted author of several books with HarperCollins, including Settle My Soul and Pressing Pause and several other books. Uh, Ruth is a Michigan football super fan. So she could probably, I don't even... I don't football, baseball, it's all the same to me. So she'll have to school me a little bit. Uh, and she's a self proclaimed foodie. Ruth, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Heidi. I'm so glad to be here. So I know that you're a football fan because <laughs> I sometimes stalk you on the internet. Right. Um, but I, I always tell people I'm from, I'm from Oregon and we don't, I mean, we have the Seahawks, but that's not really Oregon. And anyway, <laughs> that's my excuse. I probably don't have an excuse, but that's my excuse. Well, I think, well, okay. I grew up loving football. So I, I started going to football games when I was like a little girl. So that probably has something to do with the, the reason why I'm like obsessed with Michigan football, but yes, we are definitely Michigan football super fans over here. So we go, yeah, you are all the game. Well, and I, you know, we live in Ann Arbor, so I feel like that's where the university of Michigan is. And so like you have to cheer for Michigan. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And especially when it's so cold up there, that warms you up. Right. What else are we going to do? No, No, thankfully, (laughs) the football season isn't during, that's basketball season. And we do cheer for- Oh, see, I told you. Is it golf? I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the worst. (laughs) It's warm when we go to the football games, but we do go to the basketball games too. And it's, it's cold then, but we're inside where it's nice and warm. All right. Well, then, uh, you will you know, every once in a while I watch you and I'm like, I should get better at understanding sports. And then I'm like, oh. no, I don't have time. 
No, you don't have to do that, right? <laughs> so you, how many kids do you have? We have four kids. So four kids, our, and they range in age from? Well, our oldest is 16. Actually, he'll be 17 pretty soon. So we... Um, and he's going to be a senior in high school next year. And I'm not even sure how this all happened. And I'm like, oh, oh my word. Yep. Um, yep. And Happens then fast. I have, <laughs> yeah, it does. So um, his name is Tyler. And then we have a daughter named Bella, who is 14, a son named Noah, who's 12. And then our youngest daughter is Sophia. And she just turned 10. Oh, so you got 16 out of 10 last week in my house or last month, rather. Uh, I can't, when I'm traveling, I just, I lose track of time. Uh, but our, we have two kids who have birthdays a day apart. And this year they turned 16 and 18, you know, within just a couple of days of each other. And I looked at my husband, I'm like, what is going on? I just feel like things are uh, like the older they get, the faster it moves when they're little. It f- seems like it kind of takes a long time because you're getting through some kind of arduous things, but there's something happens when they hit like 14 and it's like a, a free for all at that point. I know. I always tell people like those years when they're really young feel like you're like trapped in this time that will never end, you know? And then all all of a sudden it's like, oh my word, that's gone. Just like that. You're through it. So yeah, it's really true. Yeah. And I think too that, you know, in the culture so often, you know, you and I were talking about this before the show that we kind of reduce motherhood to sort of a stopover on the highway of life. And I see so many young moms, especially in their, um, it's almost as if we're we're just trying to get through it, you know, get through it so that we can get on to the next thing. And it really, that is so antithetical to what God says in his word is his heart for mothers and his heart for children. And one of the things I love about you at The Better Mom is that you're really encouraging moms to grow in their relationship with the Lord. And you have a brand new book, brand new devotional, which by the way is beautiful, for goodness Thank sake. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Gotta love the gift of the gift editions as they come out. But this is called the Better Mom Devotional, Shaping Our Hearts as We Shape Our Homes. What was the um, what was the reason that you decided to to tackle a project like this? Well, honestly, it kind of goes back to about eight or nine years ago when I started thebettermom.com. And I was at that time in my life, I felt I don't know. I just felt alone and trapped in motherhood. My kids were all younger then. And I just thought I cannot be the only one that feels like this. And I really felt God calling me into mom ministry. Um, My husband is a pastor. So we were in, we are still in full-time ministry when we were at that time too. Um, And I wasn't sure like what, what this mom ministry thing looked like, but as time went on and I really prayed about it, um, I, I decided to start an online ministry because I really wanted moms in all different, you know, stages and ages to come together a place where we could to a place where we could learn and grow. And so I started the Better Mom uh, for that reason, for moms to come for encouragement. And so really um this is kind of I I love it's there's nothing better than coming out with something like this after like 8 years of doing ministry, you know, with this on your heart than to be able to to have this gift book of full of devotions that you hope, you know, will encourage that mom that's sitting at home, feels alone, feels like, does anybody feel the same way as I do? And will this season ever end? And I'm trapped. And, you know, um, it's, it's, there's nothing better than that coming out with something like this, that I can hand somebody 
um, and, and say, be encouraged. And my, my hope is that with like the Better Mom devotional, the mom that does feel alone, or honestly, this is for moms of all ages. So you might be in a different season. Your kids might be older, but you still are now feeling like, oh my word, all those years they went by so fast. And, you know, what am I now? You know, my hope is yeah. that this book kind of reaches the mom in, in whatever stage they're at, they're in and, and does the most important thing. And that is point them to Christ and his word. And so, um, you know, they're just, they're small devotions that have what I have always loved about devotionals is the devotion that has depth. And so my hope is that these are, even though they're short devotions, there's depth there where you feel like you really take something away uh, each day that you're going through it. So anyways, that's just kind of a short little history of, of how even this, this came about. This has been years in the making. Yeah. I think, yeah, people don't just sit down to write a book, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really, it doesn't really yeah. work that way. Um, we've been talking a little bit, you know, over here at the podcast, my heart really is to encourage moms to place a priority on knowing the word of God. That's the heartbeat behind Mom Strong International. That's the heartbeat behind everything that, that I have done. And particularly as I'm watching now, my children begin to raising, begin raising their own children. It really does sort of hit home that all of these years that we feel alone and that we feel like maybe what we're doing doesn't matter, it really does matter. And it really is shaping the hearts of the next generation. And we want our kids uh, to know the word. But as mothers, um, our kids aren't going to know the word the way we want them to unless we do it first, right? Because we're supposed to be setting the tone and setting the uh, the example for them. Um, talk to the mom, Ruth, right now, who's um, who feels like she doesn't have time in her life to sit down and even just read her Bible. Because let's say she was up all night with a baby, or maybe she was up all night waiting for a teenager to come home. Motherhood's exhausting, right? From start to finish. Um, and I think sometimes we don't we don't prioritize our own walk with the Lord. And then we wind up in in uh, in seasons of drought, so talk to the mom who feels like she's in a season of drought and just and just feels like she's got nothing left. Yeah, well, I mean, I know this is probably what you expect to hear, but the, I mean, our source of hope and life and strength and, uh, you know, God says, "I am the bread of life." That all comes from first and foremost spending time with Him, and so I yeah. think you know we will experience freedom. Um, we'll experience uh, the hope that we're, you know, desperately searching for, the satisfaction that we that we're longing for. We experience that when we take the time to spend time with Him. And so, I know. I mean, I know it's so hard. And honestly, it doesn't get any easier. You know, <laughs> as yeah. as your kids get older, you know, I'm still fighting for that time that I have to, you know, I have to set aside that time to spend with Him still. And it has not gotten any easier. And, uh, but I, I can say that it's not about this perfect, like quiet time every single day. Um, I know we go through different seasons, but it's, it's about just, even if, even if, you know, you can only find five minutes in the middle of the day, like take time to spend time with him because really that he is your source of life. And so yeah. I think if we can keep that in the forefront of our minds, and at the same time, not, I think we can heap lots of guilt upon ourselves and it can feel more like a duty um, than a privilege. 
And honestly, it's a privilege for us to spend time with him. And I think that we will see when we make this a priority in our life, we will see that it actually changes us uh, for the better, even though um, it can be so easy to just, you know, push it aside like, oh, I don't have time for that. But if we make time for that, we'll see the difference in our life. Yeah. And I think another thing that, um, that I, that I know that you have also talked about over the better mom over the years is that it doesn't, our, our quiet time, that time that we spend with the Lord, it doesn't look the same from one season of motherhood to, to the other. Right. So it might look different when my kids are little and I've got, and I'm surrounded by kids in diapers and, uh, and I'm homeschooling or whatever. And as they get older, it's different. But when you're talking to a mom who's surrounded by little ones and she says, are you kidding me? The quiet time? I haven't, you know, I haven't had quiet time in, you know, 18 years or however she feels or 18 months. It might be, it's 27 years for me, but you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> but I, I like to tell moms like, don't overcomplicate it. You know, you're, you don't have to be in a quiet place in your house, although that's nice. You can be, you know, the Lord is not bothered by little kids around your feet, or he's not frustrated by the fact that you're nursing an infant. Um, he wants us to, to, I think it's kind of a loaves and fishes thing. Has it been that way in your life that you've noticed when you have prioritized the word and decided, you know, I'm going to spend some time with the Lord today. Um, have you noticed that that's what happens? Yeah. And actually, as you were talking, I was thinking about how many times when my kids were little, how many times we would be reading a story out of a Bible storybook or something and how God would I would be reading that with them, but yet God would use that to like totally, you know, convict me or open my eyes to something or reach me or speak to me in that moment. So like you said, it's, I mean, it does not look the same, you know, for every season and every day will be different. Um, but I yeah. think if we're just open to, to him and how he wants to use us and speak to us and we keep turning to him, even in the times that, you know, we don't feel so great. Uh, we keep turning to him um, to look to him for our strength and our source of hope. I think, you know, he will keep meeting us. So it's, but it's, it's a battle, you know, it's something that you just, you continually have to fight for and you will your, I mean, all of us do our whole life, but you know, obviously there's seasons that it's a little more difficult than others. Yeah. One of the things I love that you touched on in the book is this idea of teaching our kids to pray. And you talked about, you know, because of the fact that you've been raising four kids, you've heard lots of prayers for just about everything. You guys have prayed for sick hamsters, uh, for new bikes, for everything in between, right? And so you pointed out that while prayer is simply talking to God, that there's a right way to talk to him. Um, Even Jesus had to teach his disciples how to pray. When you um, talk to the mom right now who is trying to teach her children what prayer looks like. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like prayer is a way of life that our kids uh, will see. So let me, I'm trying to think of how to explain this the best, you know, but for our family, we have been so very open about the things that maybe we're struggling with or, um, and, and so we've been able to say, this is an area that we're praying about. And then we're able to say, and look at how God answered that. So I think when we are vulnerable um, and we're open with our children and we, we show them we're not perfect. Oh, wow. You know, this, this area I'm really struggling in. 
um, or this is a sickness that somebody has and we're really praying for them in this. And then we can show them how God is faithful to answer us. I think that that yeah. really teaches our kids more than anything, you know, because it's real life right in front of them. It's not me saying this is, you know, one, two, and three that you need to do. It's more watch, look, you know, what God can do. So, you yeah. know, that's really been what we've tried to do with our kids um, in, in just in our spiritual lives in general is live those out vulnerably in front of them and be open to talk to them about struggles that they have even and, and how God can help them and change them, you know? So I think it's just, there's a lot to be said about being, about your spiritual life being lived out in front of your kids, that it's a, it's a way of life. It's not something we do on a Sunday morning, you know, it's not just mm. going to church or even serving somewhere or, um, but it's who we are. It's who we are when nobody else is around. Yeah. And really, as you rightly pointed out, we're raising kids who are going to one day hopefully grow up and love the Lord and love people around them. And so as we, as we teach them, we're really doing it by hopefully, um, by example, some of the things that our kids have said to us as they have, you know, left home and, um, it's particularly, I mean, it really has, it has hit me, I think more now that, um, I'm watching my daughter raising my grandchildren. It's hit me that the the things that I felt were just little tiny investments into their life over time, those little tiny investments actually turn out to be the big things. Um, those little tiny things that we decided to prioritize, sitting with our kids and reading the word with them, you know, reading missionary stories to them, talking with them about the culture around the dinner table and and um, hopefully, you know, as much as we can, you know, there are seasons when I'm just like, here's 16 hours of VeggieTales and I'll see you in three days. You know, <laughs> we, we all go through those seasons and I think that's okay. But I, one of the things I love about you and I love about your uh, ministry to moms is we're really trying to call moms to, um, to a place that to, we're trying to raise the bar, not lower it. Right. So trying to say, Hey, if we, if we can't pass on, we don't possess them, then the, then the, the very nature means that we need to be walking with the Lord ourselves. We need to be willing to go to our children modeling. We model apologizing for them, right? We modeling, we're modeling forgiveness for them. We're modeling prayer, we're modeling. And I love that you said it's not about Sunday morning because really Sunday morning is one seventh of your week. The rest of it is really what the kids, uh, what the kids remember. When you think about a mom who is trying to, she's like listening to this right now and she's like, I wanna do a better job. I realize that, time I have with my kids is going by fast. How can you encourage a mom? Let's say, let's say you've got a mom listening, her kids are a little bit older and she feels like I haven't been discipling them. I haven't been in the word, placing a priority on it. Like I'd want to, how can you encourage that mom? Well, it's never too late, first of all. And so, yes, I mean, honestly, I, I think back, I, my own personal life, I didn't start following Christ until I was in high school because somebody invited me to youth group. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And so there's something that I've always remembered is that it's really only by God's grace that our children turn out at all. Because God had yeah. his hand on my life. He was protecting me. He was guiding me, leading me. And when it was time, you know, I met him, you know, and he changed my life. And so I, I, I try to remember that, you know, we can't, we're not, we're not going to get everything perfect and um, it's never too late to start being intentional. And so I think that's the biggest word is intentional. 
because yeah, at least for us, we have done our the best we could um, with what we had, and and we've tried to be intentional with our kids. But for sure, we've missed things. I mean, we all do, and and I think, but the. I like you were saying, we still raise the bar. And so that's why even like when I talk about being a better mom, it's it's not so much that I'm saying, you know, we have to be perfect in this, this and the other thing, but it's more like it's we become better by becoming more like Jesus. And so we can raise that bar and say, instead of, you know, the culture wants to tell us to just you know, throw, throw it aside, leave the, I mean, I'm obviously being a little dramatic here, but you know, leave, <laughs> <laughs> forget the laundry, give the kids macaroni and cheese and drink a glass yep. of wine. You know what I mean? Really? <laughs> and forget everything that's going on because it's just all just too much, you know? Right. And, and really, I just want to point moms the other way and say, there's this, we, we can do better than that. And, and honestly, yeah. God calls us to be, to do better than that. I mean, raising children who will, you know, hopefully one day love him and be a light in the world. It's, it's not easy and it shouldn't be easy. Uh, and so anyway, sorry, I'm on a little tangent about that, but I feel so strong. I love your about- tangent. Well, and it's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah. really nothing in this world that's worth doing is ever easy. Right. Not marriage, not parenting, nothing. Right. If it's worth it, it's going to be hard. Right. And so it's never, ever, ever too late to start. It's never too late to start being intentional and, you know, reading. Like you said, we we do the same thing where we read stories about missionaries or we, you know, point our kids to the word and different. If there's an area they're struggling with in their life, um, you know, we have conversations with your kids about their life and what's going on and and try to reach their hearts and all of that and point them to God's word. It is never too late to start. That is so encouraging. Um, I really appreciate your heart for moms and what you've been doing for these years now over at uh, The Better Mom. And uh, I'm hoping that this will just be this. Your newest book is I know it will be just a huge encouragement to women. Where can they find you online? Well, I'm mostly on Instagram at The Better Mom or Ruth Schwenk, you can search Ruth Schwenk. Uh, and they can also find us at thebettermom.com. Um, or we are we do have a new ministry coming out called Root Like Faith, and that is for men and women. Um, uh, it t- we're going to be talking about being rooted in our faith uh, to live a faithful life. So Awesome. I love it. So for those of you who want more information about Ruth Schwenk and her ministry to moms, I will link back to all things related to my friend Ruth at the show notes today. You can find those at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. In the meantime, don't forget to join us at Mom Strong International. We are studying discernment for the month of April and what it means to have our eyes opened to what God says in his word so that we can live it out in the culture. Ruth, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's just been a joy to have you here. Thank you. That was so much fun. You're welcome. Hey, everybody. Again, if you want more information on Ruth and her ministry, please link back to the show notes today, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. And I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.